Nothing like sweet communion. Nothing like this intimacy that we can have with the Father. And as I was thinking about communion and just meditating on that, I thought about a few things. I thought about the sacrifice. What communion reminds us of is the sacrifice. I think about the fact that before Christ and the cross, there had to be blood. There had to be body. There had to be a sacrifice in order for there to be a remission of sin. And so we know if we read in the Old Testament, there were constantly sacrificing, whether it be bulls, goats, um, you know, lambs, pigeons, doves. I mean, they were constantly sacrificing. It was like a bloody sea. But this was the requirement of God for the atonement, for the cleansing of sin. The people sinned, and there had to be a way to release that sin. There had to be a repentance. There had to be a remission because God is holy. (laughs) He's holy. You know, we, we don't really talk a lot about that in the church today because he is a holy God. We cannot forget that. And because he's holy, he says, I want you to be holy as I am holy. So therefore, anything that's not of me that's in you, there has to be a repentance, that sin. And so I need that to be transferred into the sacrifice so that you can be clean and you can be cleansed and you can come before me. Amen? We also know that there is nothing that separates you from the love of God. So don't don't get that feeling of, well, I have to, in order for me to approach God, I have to be perfect. No. Come to him and he will perfect you until the day that he comes again. But we can't perfect ourselves. We need a Savior. We can't cleanse ourselves. We need Jesus. We need the blood and we need the body. And so thinking of the sacrifices that were made over and over in the tabernacle that we read of in in, in, uh, Exodus, God saw that this was a, thing that had to be done all the time, and he felt, I want to make a bridge. I want to make a one-time sacrifice that it would completely erase all the sin for my children, that they can come to me, that when I see them, I see them through the blood of my beloved son. This sacrifice is what's powerful about communion. The sacrifice of his body. The sacrifice of his blood. 
And it reminds us of our theme verse as we have been talking about this whole time. As we come to the altar, being the sacrifice. So I'm going to read this to you in the Passion, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred, living sacrifice, and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So when we take communion, we we connect with him with the sacrifice because we are required to be a sacrifice. He gave up his body. He shed his blood. And as we become the sacrifice and lay our lives down on the altar, we give up our body and our blood line changes. Because we connect with him. You see, communion is this becoming one. As we do this, we remember him. But we also become one with him. We understand this sacrifice. And we become one. We become close to him, like friends, closer than a brother, amen? And I think about how John 15 puts it in verse 14. It says, you show that you are my intimate friend when you obey all that I command. I, I want to stop there for just a second because communion is a command. He says, as often as you do this, you remember me. So every time you do this, you show that you are an intimate friend of God. So good. In verse 16, it says, I have never called you servants. Because a master doesn't confide in his servants, and servants don't always understand what the master is doing. But I call you my most intimate friends, for I reveal to you everything that I've heard from my father. You didn't choose me, but I've chosen and commissioned you to go into the world to bear fruit, and your fruit will last, because whatever you ask of my father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. 
You see, when we come into this communion, we get a deeper revelation of our Father in heaven. We come to this table and we sit with Jesus and he begins to speak to us and, and, and teach us and give us even a deeper revelation of who he is and who the Father is. So this is a place of intimacy. He says, come into communion. Come into this union with me so that you can identify with the sacrifice as I sacrifice. So you will be the sacrifice. Galatians reminds us of that that I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. So Christ living in me, the hope of glory. Come on, somebody. So as he sacrificed, I am the sacrifice. I then become an intimate friend with God. And when I am in this communion with him, I get a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding. Don't rush through communion. Don't see it as a religious act that I do every once in a while. Understand that as often as you do this, you are stepping in to this beautiful, intimate moment with him. To understand that him giving up his body and him shedding his blood is more powerful than we can even know. The body that was broken for you so that sin can be broken in your life, death can be broken in your life, shame can be broken in your life. So many things were broken because of his broken body. And the blood, hold oh, the blood, it washes you clean. Do you know that you've been dipped in the blood of Jesus? Dipped, drenched, washed. So every time we come into communion, we remember that. And I don't know about you, but I I just weep. I weep at the fact that he did that for me. He had me in mind. And he says, my friend, my bride, I had you in mind. So think about sitting at a table as the disciples sat at that table with Jesus. all close together, intimately connected. And he begins to share 
about the body and the blood and the significance. And he wants to be one with them as he is one with his father. And that in him, we are one with the father. This is what he's inviting you into. So come back to communion. Come back to that place of intimacy with the Father. I understand that life gets busy. There's a lot of moving parts. Kids going to school, work obligations, spouses, jobs, bills. I mean, I just, there's so many things that can pull us away from the intimacy of communion. But I heard the Lord say, come back to communion. Come back to the moment that you first heard his voice. The first time you heard him call your name You remember that moment when you said yes to Jesus? It was more than just raising your hand in a crowd. It was more than you just walking up and kneeling at the altar. It was you stepping out of your old and into this new covenant with him. You see, you stepped into communion. And he says, I want you to come back to that place. When your heart was beating so fast and you could feel his presence all over you, pushing you either to the altar or to raise your hand. He says, I want you to come back to communion because, you see, we're friends. And I heard the Lord say, I miss my friends. If we're to be real, we take communion when it convenient when it's scheduled when it's on our time when it's on the calendar but he says I want a daily communion with you. I want to sit and eat with you. And that every time we do this together, we grow more and more intimate. 
And you know what's powerful about this? Is that any time I get to sit with a really good friend, it's not just the food that we break to, together that's great, but it's the benefit that I receive from sitting with my good friend. You see, when we sit with Jesus and take communion, we begin to receive the benefits of this intimacy. Knowing that the blood carries healing power. That his body represents the fullness of life that he wants to give me. And so every time I do this, I'm receiving the benefits of this intimacy. Come back to communion. Come back. Whatever has been drawing you away or distracting you, Come back. And this communion is not just for you. It's for you and your family. It's for you and your family to come together as one and be intimate with Jesus. It's for your children, it's children's children. Communion is a blessing that keeps on blessing. So come back to it. Come back to it. I also want to encourage anyone that feels like I've I've gone too far. And I don't know if there's a place for me at the table. Well, I want you to know something. When you said yes to Jesus, you entered into a covenant. And not just any covenant, but a blood covenant. And blood covenants are not broken. So there's absolutely nothing that can keep you from this covenant. But whatever you feel is hindering you, Come to the table and allow this communion to wash away the sin. Come. Whosoever will, let them come. He wants communion with you because it's through this, his body, his blood, that you're made new. 
And whatever you feel keeps you from him, bring that to him. If you could have fixed it yourself, you would have fixed it by now. But there's nothing that you can do to fix it. Only Jesus, only the blood, and only his body can fix it. That's why we need a Savior. That's why it's a beautiful gift that we've been given. So come back to communion. Come back. I remember as a Catholic, there was something that we had to say before communion. And it talked about us not being worthy to receive it. And I remember when I became a believer and I read the scripture for myself, I realized that for so long, I thought that I was not worthy to be intimate with God. But I want you to know something, sis. The blood, the body, it makes you worthy. It makes you worthy. He makes you worthy. So if you don't feel like you're worthy to sit at the table, think about Judas. Think about Peter. They were all able to sit and eat because it's Jesus who makes us worthy. He makes us worthy. Everyone. I mean, everyone has a seat at the table of the Lord. And you are worthy to receive. You are worthy to be a friend of God. So come back to communion. Come back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to give an opportunity just to pray for anyone this morning that feel like you've drifted away from this communion or you really didn't understand the true significance of this and you long to be intimate with the Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, you're so good. We love you, Lord. Thank you, God, that we can come to the altar. Be the sacrifice. Surrendering it all so that we can be friends, intimate friends. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, God, for what you're doing right now. Thank you, God. I want to come back to communion with you. I want to come back to oneness with you. I want to be friends with you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.